I just went to a Polish film festival three weeks ago. Up and, here in North Hollywood? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and I, I was so excited because listening um, to them speak, you know, kind of, it's kind of like an orgasmic feeling going on in my mind. But I really didn't understand half of the things that they were saying because it was like more advanced Polish yeah. where, I mean, ours, it was very basic, like, oh, did you clean the room? What did you do today? You know, when I was there, they're talking about the film, the the feeling of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I remember one guy was like, oh, miss, uh, I, I see that you don't really, you're not catching on to what we're talking about. Do you want us to resume to English? And I was like, no, no, I, I would like to listen to this because I don't, I don't hear it anymore, you know, now that I've moved here. It's that podcast where we watch an insane amount of television in a very short period of time and then tell you what we think. We've binged. Now it's time to purge. Podcast The Purge. Yes, I'm Chris. Agata Chinyavsky. Tak, tak. Tego serialu mówion czasem po hiszpańsku, a czasem po angielsku. And so today, if I spoke Spanish, I would have brought someone on who speaks Spanish. We do the podcast half in Spanish and half in English. Oh, fine. But I don't. I speak Polish weekly. Uh, Not weekly like every week, weekly like poorly. Uh, So I have Agata Chenyavsky. You go by Aggie, right? Yeah, well, whichever people like because so you know some americans can't say agatha so mm-hmm. they could say agatha aggie you know whatever <laughs> if they if anyone says agatha i never understand that because there's no h in the name so mm-hmm. that confuses me a lot like uh, specifically yeah. during high school i had a lot of catholic nuns calling me agatha and i had no idea why they would say that but anyways and Chenyavsky, me- that's not your real last name that can't be yeah, it is. Chinyevska. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I got that Chinyevska. Yeah. females' names have to end in an A in Polish, not yeah. an I. And um, all female first names end with an A, yes. too. yeah. Beata, Magorzata. That's my mom's name. Magorzata? No, tak. So, and Agata, those are like two of the most common. There's only like 12 names in Polish, right? <laughs> like there's 12 female names and like 12 male names, and everyone shares those names, right? Have you met Agatas before? Yeah. Plenty. That's sweet. I only met two. Only two? Yep. One was in Chicago. She was not happy to meet me. The other one was in Poland, and yeah, we were mm-hmm. excited. But I mean, let, Let's see. All, all the names I can remember. Elżbieta, Beata, Dorota, Małgorzata, Agnieszka, Agata, Agata. Sorry. That's okay. That's it. Those are the only ones I can think of. What about Magda, Monica, okay, there's Sylvia. A more. <laughs> Sylvia, no. I've no, never heard no. that. Is that common? I don't uh, think I've ever heard that. I'm thinking about my cousins. So, Kasha. You had to have met Kasha. Oh, for sure. There's yeah. so many Kashas, yeah, yeah. Lots of Kashas. No, no. I'm thinking about Ola and Maya, but I don't think there's many people that are named that way. Mm-mm. Yeah. How would you say your name to them? Would you actually just say... I'd say Krzysztof. Oh, Krzysztof. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Nice. That's how people understood it. Yeah. Christopher, they don't get like, well, they knew they they knew what it was. Yeah. Like people say, "Oh, Krzysztof. yeah, that's right." So we may break into Polish again in the podcast. We may not. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see how happens. this goes. Yeah. <laughs> All we know for sure is uh, Aggie is a huge fan of Narcos, and I've watched it. So uh, we're going to be talking about that in a bit. But first, the first thing we do, we like to talk about something we saw recently that we loved. Yes. Uh, do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? Um. Sure. No. I'll I'll go first. Okay. Yeah, I because I was thinking about the last thing that I've watched that really was yeah. Um, but I was watching a actually a Polish documentary on communism just because I was curious about what really happened during that time and I wanted to, to know the specific details. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone's always into the Holocaust, which again, yeah, I'm not taking anything away from that. But it's really interesting to me that when World War II was over, a lot of people thought, oh, this is. I mean, obviously in America, everyone builds back. Everyone built back up. Everyone had jobs. There's the perfect family, quote unquote, uh-huh. thing going on. But in Poland, what was going on is that they were held under the Russians, and they didn't have 
Um, right, the Russians saved them yeah, from the, yeah. the Germans, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And, and I used air quotes there with saved. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> it, it was almost worse under the Russians than it was under the Germans. Yeah, the, yeah, a lot of stuff that I didn't realize. Because, well, when, like my grandma, I, I grew up with her taking care of me as well, but she would go to Poland for a year, back in America for a year, Poland for a year. And um, she had a lot of mental issues going on that I mm-hmm. couldn't figure out. And I shared the same bed with her because I thought she only had three brothers. She had a sister and two brothers that I knew of. No, two sisters and two brothers that I knew of. Mm-hmm. And then when I went to Poland in 2012, I learned she actually had 10 brothers and sisters and six of them died at the end of the war, after the war. And the only thing you can connect to is either the Germans or mm-hmm. Russians. They will not talk about it. But the only thing I do know is that two of her brothers got shot, but I don't know by who again. Because again, like they shot like murdered or shot murdered. like military. Like oh, they were both part of a group that were standing up for the freedom uh, for Poland. I, again, that's okay. What was that I'm, group called? That's not Solidarność. That's a different thing. I'm, but that because when I was looking at the documentary, that's what I saw, and I'm, okay. I'm assuming that has to be it because I can't I can't think of anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, because again, they don't tell me exact details. They're uh, your like, family. They're like cagey my, about it. My well, my dad. He he's very open to asking his dad about everything. My grandma. It's just all very fuzzy in her head, and I think mm-hmm. it's because she's seen so many deaths. It's just like I don't know if she can handle it again or what. But I remember when I was in Poland, I was talking to her sister, and I found it out through her sister. Her sister was like, "Oh," uh, and then she just started mumbling, and then I asked. My aunt, who, you know, her daughter, and my aunt's like, actually, I never, I, I don't know anything about it because they never told me. Mm-hmm. And I'm even amazed that my aunt in her 50s still doesn't know specifically what happens to our families, you know? Because mm-hmm. um, I kind of think that's important just to know, you know, just what did they fight for? I don't, I don't think they should be forgotten, you know? Sure. So me, growing up, I've been trying to, like, link these pieces. And so, like, watching this documentary, I'm finding out about, you know, Solidarność. Like it's so it's people standing up for the freedom for Poland, and then there were like certain figures. Like there's this one guy, Papiauszko. He's this priest, and he like gathered all these people um, in Poland mm-hmm. to like start this movement, and then he got killed by three Polish men who were undercovers for the Russian. Um, I think it was the KGB. So then he got murdered because they thought that it would be stopped. And then it wasn't until 1978, I believe, that's when Pope John Paul II got uh, can. He got he canonized. Became, is it canonized? I, I don't. I know. don't know for is sure. Is it canonized being a saint though? Because that's right. Uh, I don't know. Or is that beatified? Um, I don't. I'm not Catholic. <laughs> oh, so but, yes, I'm. I'm Catholic, and I should know this. I guess Pope John but, Paul II. Yeah. That's that's so, the Poland. That's their guy. Yeah, like that's their pope. Because mm-hmm. he was born in Krakow. Yeah. Yeah, and so many people. When I was growing up, so many people looked up to him, and I didn't. I knew. Oh, I thought. Oh, it's because he's Polish. That's really cool. Yeah, Poland. Woo. But I didn't realize. And then when he died, so many of my family members cried for him. Yeah, and I was. I'm sure. I mean, I was sad as well. But mm-hmm. I, I didn't feel that though. And then watching this documentary, learning that you know because he became pope, he tells the whole world what is actually going on in Poland, and. The Russians couldn't do anything okay. about it, and that actually he's in the Vatican. Yeah, yeah, and that actually helped him. And no, like it's not like anyone could really kill him, except there was he did get shot that one time. Mm-hmm. But other than that, he was able to put forth the word and help communist communism fall in Poland. It's unfortunate just because thinking about like these people, all they wanted were, was freedom, right? Mm-hmm. And they finally get it in the late 80s, early 90s, and now they are just starting to become better and better, whereas, like, America and all the Western countries in Europe already had improved from after World War II, you know? That's what, like, is it's amazing to me how all that, you know... And uh, that thing you said about Pope John Paul II helping to bring around the fall of communism, you know, behind the Iron Curtain is interesting because, as I understand it, and I'm not sure exactly how accurate this is, yeah. but Poland was one of the few, if not the only, country that was allowed to keep their national religion under communism, their national religion of Catholicism, which yeah. is like, what, 90% of Poles are Catholic or something yeah, like that? Yeah, very much a lot of them. Yeah. And unfortunately, before World War II, it was almost 50-50, uh, Judaism, Catholicism. Oh, yeah, and there's like 
I think when I was there, because I lived in Krakow for a uh, for a while, yeah, and there was the Jewish district, uh, Kazimierz, yeah, yeah, that's like a uh, hundred and sixty Jews or something like that is yeah. all like <laughs> it left in the main district of the country. I was there from two thousand two thousand two. Okay, because um, fifteen years ago, right now, because I was there in twenty twelve, and mm-hmm. from what I'm seeing, it's like a boys town now. It's like it's like a it's now a district uh, for it's like a West Hollywood. Basically. Yeah, basically. It's it's really nice restaurants. You'll see a lot of gay people over there. Oh, but it's funny because... Yeah, that was not the case 15 yeah. years ago, mm-hmm. for sure. But I think because of the world evolving and everything, yeah. you know, it's it's it was interesting to me because in there, you'll see a lot of, you know, gay people, very West Hollywood-ish. You come out of there, you don't see anything like that. Like in L.A., you know, you'll see all kinds of people everywhere. Like West Hollywood sure. isn't what it used to be anymore where it's just gay people. You'll see gay people everywhere. Mm-hmm. In Poland, you don't see as much outside of Kazimierz. It's like people kind of hide it still or, yeah, you know, or just because of its... Well, the, yeah. Europe generally, I'm yeah. making broad generalizations here, but has more of a fluid gender thing. Like, like you don't have a lot of butch men and hyper-feminine women in Europe. It's a lot more fluid so there were gay people everywhere but they were just quiet about it yeah super quiet about yeah it. definitely so quickly this documentary just to clarify what, what was oh, it yeah. called for well two questions yeah just to clarify was it a polish documentary about communism or was it an english documentary about poland's I, involvement in communism i believe it was a british documentary about polish communism and the the guy making it was like I think a British film student. I don't know what it's called, unfortunately, but I did write down Polish communist, Polish communist or communism documentary, mm-hmm. and it popped up, and um, and it had views too. So so it, it's on YouTube. Yeah, it was on YouTube. Okay, mm-hmm. great. Um, then the thing that I uh, have been I've been reading a book uh, this last week. Yeah. I just finished it. Uh, the Do you watch a lot of HBO? I do. Okay, so there's this new series, Big Little Lies, coming out in the spring with Reese Witherspoon, Nicole Kidman, and Shailene Woodley. Yeah. And so I just read the book that that's based on. Yeah. It's a fantastic book by Leanne Moriarty. She's an Australian author. I imagine they're just going to yeah. set it in the U.S. instead of in Australia. Oh, oh, oh my gosh, I read this book then. Um, You've read it? Uh, it has to be that one. Is it? Is it about where, I don't know who would play who, but one of them, it's uh, a woman, she's married to... Um, this rich guy, and they look like the perfect couple, yes, right? Uh, and and that's the, the one. Yeah. yeah, and they're all their yeah. kids are in kin- starting kindergarten. Yes, and then somebody yes. hits somebody, and there was this uh, woman, like a mom who's like a lawyer, and she's trying to figure something out. Or... Mm, sort of. Okay. Not exactly. Uh, yeah. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, she's I, not, she's, she's not a lawyer. She's not. Okay. So the the other wife is the lawyer. She's yeah. a former lawyer, but she's given up her career to stay at home and raise their twin boys. One of the kids stri- tried to choke one of the other kids. Yes, and yes. Someone was blamed for it, and there's all this mystery. And then you find out, like, very early on that one of the parents was murdered at this event, this school trivia night for the parents only. And everyone was drunk and everything. And there were witnesses who saw it, but no one's coming forward. And you don't find out until the very end of the book who got murdered, who did it. Um, it kind of teases you throughout, but the reason I loved the book so much is because this is a this is a book focused on women, right? And I think often when you have a book or a movie or anything that's focused on women, the male characters tend to be one dimensional and usually kind of monsters. Mm-hmm. Uh, vice versa, if it, you have a book with uh, ma- major male characters, the women characters who are, are ancillary and they're one dimensional and vapid and pointless yeah but she did a very good job of being fair to every character in the book like not everyone was a great person but she was very fair with their motivations and very rounded to what was going on in each character's head either this woman this author has been through some shit or she really did her research into domestic abuse because everything was so she made it very understandable and relatable to people who haven't been through that she was very fair to every character while still condemning the abuser, mm-hmm. which is important. She didn't let that character off the hook. But it was, it was ev- like every page, I was just fascinated with, uh, with the way she structured all of her characters' motivations. Uh, it was a great book, and I recommend reading it. 
probably before the show comes out. I don't imagine they'll change a lot except probably setting it in the U.S. instead of Australia. Yeah, that's what I heard. And they, and they should. Like, you yeah. don't want to see a bunch of American actors <laughs> doing bad Australian accents. So uh, unless you're going to cast Australian actors, just put it in the U.S. Uh, but, yeah, it's great. I don't imagine they'll change too much. I can see because of the casting, they'll probably change a couple of little things. But uh, it's a great book. Everyone should read it. Let's talk about Narcos then. Yeah. Uh, just give me your first impressions of this show. Well, because I... And you've I'm, watched both seasons. Yeah, I've watched both seasons. You love both seasons. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Well, because, you know, the first episode, as soon as Wagner Moro comes out and he's like, plata or plumber. And, you know, that got to me because you know, like, how his character is like. But also, too, because the show's based on the history of what Columbia really went through. Mm -hmm. And I don't really know what Columbia really went through before that. Like, when I'm meeting Colombians and they're saying they moved from there, I don't know what your history was. And it was really great to see something and to actually understand what these people had gone through with that kind of power. And, too, there's people still in that country that really look at him as a saint. And that's another amazing thing. At Pablo thing. Escobar. Yes, at yes. Pablo Escobar. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's amazing. Like, it's just all these different, you know. And he did help the poor. Something that he said, though, that I kind of thought, oh, wow, I didn't um, think of it that way, is that when the government will not have him as a part of the government or will not have him pay for their debt because his money is drug money, to him, he's like, well, you know, if you grew, if you're growing something – and it's like a use for people, then why is it illegal if people are buying it? Uh-huh. I mean, he, he had a better wording for it, sure. of well, course. That's basically yeah, like, free market libertarianism. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he's basically saying. He's like, why should we limit what adults, uh, consenting adults want to do? If they yeah. want to buy cocaine, we should provide the market for it. Yeah. And I, I almost, to be honest, I kind of agree with him on that part, even though I know how horrible uh-huh. like it it did to a lot of people. But if people take it, it's kind of like, God damn, why did you, you know, I mean, I wish school systems would teach you don't take drugs, you know, like the D.A.R.E. program. The D.A.R.E. program was incredibly effective. Yes. I thought cocaine was a death sentence until yes. I was maybe 25. <laughs> Probably not that late. But like for like pretty late in life, I still thought cocaine was automatic addiction. You're definitely going to die because yeah. the D.A.R.E. program was so effective. Yeah. And they even talked about that, too, um, how now that a lot of drug people in Mexico sneak in drugs, why not just legalize it so then now they don't have to get that kind of power in their hands? Sure. And they could just, you know. And I forgot who mentioned this. It was someone in the U.S. government, I believe, okay. um, that mentioned about this. And I just thought, yeah, no, that, that actually could that could work out because then we don't have to give these people in Mexico that kind of power. And I don't know, that could change a lot of things then too for them. They did kind of broach that topic on the show, that debate. Cause you know, he said that he said, why shouldn't, why shouldn't we provide this if people want it? But the narcotics officer, the blonde guy, and I never remember any characters' oh. names. What's the main guy? Yes. The main guy in the show. I, I knew it um, just before this too. He had That's a really funny. solid argument right before or after he beat that guy's head against the tile wall in the bathroom um, (laughs) about why this wasn't okay and why we couldn't allow this. I forget the argument. But if you go back and watch Narcos, it's, I think, towards the beginning of the second season. (laughs) Yeah. uh, They pretty solidly argue both sides of that issue, I think, in the show. Well, that's a good thing about the show, too, emphasizing on both parts. You know, they, they really go into Pablo Escobar's lifestyle about... I mean, yeah, I don't know if anyone remembers him, you know, cheating on his wife with uh, Valeria Valles. Um, you know, they have, they have hot hookups, but then Valeria's like, oh, I think, like, say your wife's name or, you know, while you're, like, pulling my hair or something. And then he was choking her, and he's like, like, don't you ever talk about my wife. Yeah. And that part kind of amazed me because, you know, it shows how much he loves his wife. But he's but at in the same this... time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's in this, like act that he shouldn't he's not supposed to be doing exactly no it was uh it what it did a good job of showing all sides i mean it's still like clearly pablo escobar was still a monster yeah still it didn't like let him off the hook but it did humanize him a lot 
It did show a lot of good things he did for Columbia. I actually can understand why a lot of Colombians might still revere him. His son sells, has like, he started his own clothing line. He has his dad's face on it. Even though his son like even talks about like that he's aware that his dad did really horrible stuff. Mm-hmm. And he still has, a, he's, he still started a clothing line that has his dad's face imprinted yeah. on it. Well, they, it's it's similar to, so when I went to Poland in 2000, yeah. Yeah. it had been what? 10, 10 or 11 years since the yeah. wall came down. Yeah. And there were still a lot of people, mostly the older people, who desperately wanted communism back. Yeah. Yeah, they, want, they wanted back. Everything was so much better back then, they would say. Uh, yeah, you had to wait in line forever, but at least we had things we needed. And it's like, you can pretty objectively say it was not better. But, like, the nostalgia factor and saying, oh, like, I'm having hard times then. Like, younger people had grasped the democracy concept, the capitalism idea, a little bit better and been able to start businesses and thrive. And the older people kind of felt, like, left behind. And we'd hear a lot of that. Communism is so much better than it is now. I want to hear more about this (laughs) because that that sounds really juicy to me. Because, like, with my family, I know... It was from the 70s till the 90s. They've been one by one trying to help each family member get over to America. Uh And so, like, my mom got the green card in her late 80s, and they wanted my mom to get a husband in Poland and not in America. So they met somebody in the village, and they were like, oh, you know some of that stuff? Yeah, us too. And they teamed up my mom and my dad, and after two months of dating, my mom got the green card. They asked my dad, either you come or you stay. My dad says, I'm going. (laughs) And then they got married five months later. And then, so that they could come um, to the U.S.? Well, Is that what I understand? For both of them, uh, my mom already had the green card. But okay. for my dad, um, because they wanted my mom to have a Polish husband and not, nobody else. Uh-huh. Um, since they found out that my dad was just like a village next to her, and he was deaf as well, and they were only a couple years apart. Since she got the green card, they wanted her to get to America. But the thing was is that they just met. So they were kind of, like, giving my dad this ultimatum. And for my dad, I mean, he's a huge... Like, I got my history-loving aspect from him. Mm-hmm. He loves history. He teaches me about the craziest stuff ever. Like, right now, he was reading about white slavery in Britain before black slavery. Mm-hmm. And he's like, did you know this happened? Like, <laughs> he's like, oh, this is what the... Something with the Irish people. They were the slaves in, oh, okay. in England. I don't know. I don't know it's, this, but... Yeah, uh... He got a book. Anyway, yeah. yeah. So, and then when he moved to America, he wanted to learn about Native Americans. Like, we went to, like, some some areas, too, we drove through, and he was just entranced by how America is the way it was. Yeah, anyway, so, yeah, so they got the green card, and then it wasn't until, like, 99 they became citizens, because mm-hmm. they heard the Bush administration was, they were going to kick everyone out who had green cards, and I was already oh, a citizen. Okay. So, so they got... Which didn't happen. The Bush administration didn't follow through with that. They didn't kick a bunch of people out, did yeah. they? I mean, I do. I do know some people where they had their green cards and they kind of just didn't say anything. Like they they were kind of very quiet. Yeah. So I don't know if they had anything to do with the Bush administration or what. Now sure. when I think about it, because I don't want to blame anything on them unless they really, yeah, like broke the world. What? They like the Bush administration kind of broke the world a little bit. Yeah. Um, like, so I was in Poland on nine eleven. Yeah. Right. Um, I was in Krakow. Yeah. I was teaching English classes and didn't know anything about it. So, like, it happened at what? Six. What, what time in the morning did it happen? 9 a.m.? Something like that? Yeah. Nine. So, 11. over there, it was like three in the afternoon and went in to teach an English class. And all the students were talking about, like, America's been attacked. They, first of all, a lot of the information was inaccurate. Three million people, they said, had died. They'd knocked down uh, two towers in the in New York, which was true. But also they'd flown a plane into the White House. We were like, no, there's no way that's true. They, they meant the Pentagon. Like, everything was like, yeah. like a little sketchy information. So we didn't believe it at first. We're like, no, okay. But then more and more students kept coming into class saying, did you hear what happened? Yeah. Um, so a couple of the teachers ran down to uh, an internet cafe to look up what had happened and... Uh, we started to get more accurate information as the days went on. But that day, we didn't know. We didn't realize how big a deal it was even because we're all the way over there uh, for a couple of days. And then 
like people were so nice to us because they knew us as the Americans. Yeah. And like even like gang kids on the street would come up to us and say, "We're so sorry for what happened to your country." Wow. Like, it was like it was it was a l- kind of beautiful actually. Yeah. Like how the whole world came together over that. And then the Bush administration handled the aftermath so poorly, both with the invasion of Iraq and everything else, that everyone started really hating us by the time that I had left the country. <laughs> uh, That's crazy yeah. to go from <laughs> from, from really this. caring yeah. to then like get out of here. And and it was everything was so God. mishandled in the aftermath that yeah. like they kind of broke the world a little bit. Uh, so Narcos, <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Like, what's the connection? Which, speaking of which, you know how you were talking about with the the book, um, Big Little Things. Big Little that, Lies. Big Little Lies. Thank mm-hmm. you. Um, that if it was in Australia, we don't want these Americans, like, saying, you know, talking to Australian accent really bad. Yeah. I was going to say, it's funny, because there's this one Colombian uh, friend of mine. She does not like Narcos because she doesn't think Wagner Mora portrays Pablo Escobar well because of his accent. Because of his accent? Where yep. is the actor from? I don't know the actor. He's from Brazil. Okay. And He's he, a Brazilian actor, so yeah. he would speak Portuguese, not Spanish. Nope. And then, so he was learning Spanish, and then he had to mm-hmm. learn the accent. And uh, he was over there for a while, even before that they, they did the, they started filming. And, um, yeah, so I, I found that fascinating because to us as Americans, since we don't know much about these accents as well, I guess is... And they're speaking in Spanish. I don't and know. And they're speaking in Spanish, like, I don't right. know. I understand a few words. Yeah, but his aura, everything about him, I totally saw Pablo yeah. Escobar. Mm-hmm. So to me, I thought Wagner Mora was... An, I think he's an amazing actor, you know? Mm-hmm. And then it was funny when I then... I uh, was talking to my Colombian friend, and then I told her, oh, my God, Narcos. And then she's like, no, don't talk to me about it. <laughs> I just found that so fascinating how something that I I love to watch, she's just not for it at all. That's so funny. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we talked about this on Hemlock, when we talked about Hemlock Grove at the first episode of this podcast. Yeah. There's a Swedish actor, and you hear a Swedish accent slip in. There is an Australian actress, and you hear her Australian slip in a little bit. And it is jarring, and it is, I love it. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> but it's not, it's not good, good acting or good filmmaking. Right, yeah. And then for them to choose that scene, too, especially since it's filming, they must have had more than one take. So did this actor just not get it down the, the each single take, you know? Do you have an accent? I, I a, used to have like a... Like a slight Polish accent at all? No. No. I, I, I know it's because I grew up with deaf parents. Because mm. I went to Polish school until I was in third grade. I had to drop out because, again, my mind was having a hard time comprehending everything. Because after English school, quote-unquote, if that's what you want to call it, during the summer, I didn't really speak much English, so I was losing my English. And then my grandma was speaking to me in, like, basic Polish. And then when my grandma would go to Poland for the next year, I had no Polish to talk to. Mm -hmm. So then when I go to Polish school, these kids were talking to their parents every single day. I didn't really talk to anybody every single day. Mm -hmm. So my mind was, like, just being bombarded with stuff I couldn't capture you know and then my dad would like blame me saying that i was too lazy to learn polish and i'm like are you serious come on because polish you need it you need it to get by in this world yeah right when i was when i was over there like i have a thick american accent when i speak polish if i really concentrate yeah right i can i can eliminate most of my accent i'm trying to learn that now i'm trying to learn polish accents when i'm speaking polish but i i'm I'm actually i still have a hard time trying to capture in my yeah there was a guy over there, though, who was from Australia. And so hearing oh, Polish spoken with an Australian <gasps> yeah! accent was probably, like, the funniest thing. I met a French guy who was speaking Polish because he was Polish as well. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I cracked up laughing, too. But to to Because he had a French accent yeah, and Polish. Yeah. yeah. Um, but to, to picture an Australian, though, because, yeah, Australian accents are just They're very, intense. Yeah. Yeah, it's swooping. <laughs> maybe maybe that's the word I don't would he know. be like yuck shimok. i mean i don't even know how that even goes um so narcos <laughs> how many times are we gonna say that let's get back to narcos yeah let's talk about the story a little bit yeah so it starts in when 80s correct mm-hmm. am i right about that yeah it happened late 70s early 80s is when he really rose mm-hmm. he already became like a millionaire by the time he was i might be wrong like 2021 or something. He was young when he became a millionaire. Yeah, and we saw his rise to power 
and fortune in the first season, and then we saw him fall from that in the second season. Yeah. And now, major spoiler, if you haven't watched the show, he does die at the end of the second season. Oh, yeah. Which I thought was fantastic, because you can't draw this out forever. Plus, the show's called Narcos, mm-hmm. not Escobar. Exactly. Um, or exactly. Medellin. Yeah. Uh, so... We know, and it's been renewed for a third season, so we know they're going to continue the war on drugs down there, because we saw a little scene right at the end with the, uh, ah, what's the other agent's name? Uh, Javier Pena? And we saw him in a meeting, like, talking about going after everybody else. Yeah. Great. Great. Let's move on from this, because if we were to stretch out this Escobar thing for three, four seasons, we're going to get bored of it. Mm -hmm. Like... It, it was perfect timing, good good uh, story structure. And we all, show. you can't help it after the first season of watching it. I mean, I would figure everybody else would be doing what I was doing too, but looking on Wikipedia and like finding out all the history about what happened to Escobar, what happened yeah. after, you know, mm-hmm. you can't help it. It's just. And so you know it's got to end pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. And then what I missed, and I couldn't believe I missed it, was that when the end of the Medellin cartel, I did not have. I didn't have an idea that it would start off a new cartel who was even more powerful. Oh, the right. The Kelly cartel. Yeah. And I, I, I can't believe I missed that because I was all I was reading about was Escobar, Escobar, Escobar. But the Kelly cartel was just like secretly behind them mm-hmm. the, the whole way. And to know that they, they even became more powerful than him from what I've heard. Oh, I haven't read it, but yeah. Yeah. They, Spoilers for season three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was – so the first season – so this falls pretty high on my list because I actually did like this show quite yeah. a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, the first season, I was like, okay, it's all right. It is an all right show. I'll watch the second season. Second season was fantastic. Yeah. I thought the second season really built on the first one, was so much more interesting. The first one was a little bit more action-oriented, a little bit more shock value kind of stuff, where the second season dug into what the meat of what they had, which I really liked. Mm-hmm. Well, something that always terrified me um especially for the american narco I forgot his name um is his name steve stephen murphy stephen murphy steve murphy steve murphy it has to be I that no i it has to be that it's 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 something like that listeners though. to the podcast know i can't remember <laughs> characters names ever in any show sorry guys. i remember pablo escobar <laughs> i know that character <laughs> He, uh, so quote-unquote Steve Murphy, hopefully. Maybe that's his name, sure. Because people already know him as as being a narco in Colombia, mm-hmm. I think what amazed me is because he's blonde. He does not, he stands out so much. Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe nothing happened to him because, yeah. because, and then his wife, I was so glad that she went back to America because <laughs> I was thinking, they are going to grab you. Like, they know you're, you're mm-hmm. his wife. Well, you they know? killed their cat, right? Or did they get it back? No, they 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 cook, they took the cat. I can't remember. And I feel like they killed their cat. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they did. That was the first season. Yeah, I can't believe I don't remember that because I love cats. So. <laughs> oh, that's sad. They took it anyway. I don't know. I, I don't remember what the aftermath of it was, but yeah. So yeah. you know, you're right. Mm-hmm. Can't believe anything didn't happen to these people. And I did think that all the time. Yeah. Like they Just, know this guy's with the with the drug enforcement. They know he is. He's walking out. He's around that U.S. embassy thing. If I was Pablo, and thank God, I mean, I don't know if they had this in their mind, you would, I mean, he he killed so many people. I'm so astonished that he didn't, like, aim over there as well. Mm -hmm. Thank God he didn't, but I'm just saying, because he, he still brutally killed people. I'm just surprised he didn't brutally kill Murphy as well, because... Well, there was a huge price. Like, if you killed a DEA agent, yeah. and they did mention that there was like a huge, like right. if if you killed a DEA agent, there were huge penalties. Like they, like the whole U.S. government would come after you with like the full force. Oh, they oh. mentioned that early on. Sorry, but yeah. I believe they still killed one of the others, didn't they? Well, because what or I am I mistaken about? Well, that? What I thought you were going to say was that when uh, for Escobar, if they killed an agent, they would be rewarded. Oh yeah, and he that did come about later too but okay yeah yeah so i I don't i couldn't remember that one though so but that would explain things though because Mm -hmm. i mean yeah i guess they do know how powerful a u.s government can be the most tragic was uh oh the guy that because probably because this is exactly what i was gonna mention (laughs) yeah that's the guy that was the head of the 
Columbia yeah. Military, right? Yeah. Yes. That was the most tragic. Because I, part of the show. man, he gave me so much hope for them. Yeah. That's what was crazy. And to know that he, that they got set up and, you know, it was like his one time. Um, but that was, that, that was a horrific scene. Also because Pablo Escobar, which I don't know if this is actually true, because it, 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 it showed Pablo Escobar shooting Carrillo in the head, but it still was a scene where you were like, fuck you, Escobar. Yeah. Where, yeah, he's staring at him and he says his last words and then boom. But, yeah, no, that, that part really saddened me because that man really gave hope for, I guess, the world. I I don't know about Colombia because, you know, this is the poor loved Escobar. Well, half of Colombia loved him and half of them loathed him, right? Like, yeah. So, Carrillo was the voice of right and morality. Oh, man, it was it was tragic. Those scenes when they're uh, when they're running the trucks across and they're doing a search of all the trucks, and there's those those cops that want to do the right thing, but like you can't help but be like, no, you can't, you can't do the right thing. You have to let these go by. <laughs> like it's, that was the plata y plomo, right? Or are you talking about like another scene? I don't know. It's uh, in the in the opening for that first season. They, you know, the cops are like, oh, open, open the trucks, mm-hmm. and then. And then Escobar comes out, and he's like, my name is uh, Pablo Escobar Garveria, la, 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 you know. And then he's like, and, like, I demand you to, you know, let us through. And he's like, plata y plomo, which is, you know, um, wait, plata, <laughs> what does plata mean? Uh, money, maybe? Or Payment. lead? And lead is the, the gun bullet. So mm-hmm. either you let us through or you get killed. And then his one side guy who got killed in the first season, who I love too, because he has a really cool look to him. Mm-hmm. He like came out, you know, and he he's like ready, you know, he's just chill. Yeah, I think he's got this that... is the scene I'm talking about. And they're on a bridge, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes. So that that was know, a very first scene of the first that, season. I yeah, that that was one of the very first scenes. Yeah, that's wow. what got me hooked when I when I heard it him saying it like that, and then the guys just it it is funny like when you when you watch these shows like all to get like binge them like yeah. which is what i'm doing because yeah. that's the purpose of this podcast <laughs> everything blends together i, I had no yeah. idea that was the opening of the show mm-hmm. it's a pretty effective one it's a great scene and you can't help but sympathize for these police officers like you can't you can't you have to let him go because of how powerful he was too. yeah it's like i totally empathize with you let him go like i know it's your job but oh, man he's gonna kill you mm-hmm Oh man. I'm fascinated by how too his son went yeah, he I think he wrote a book and it was called Sins of My Father. And he, he also then went to Columbia and apologized to everyone whose family members have been killed because of his father. Mm-hmm. But what is fascinating to me too is that he must have gotten paid though for writing this book. For, sure. You know, like So he's still profiting he off still that's profited. the problem. Yeah. That's that's what <laughs> fascinated me yes because yeah it looks like this man's doing an amazing thing but you are still your father yeah (laughs) in in a really weird interesting way there you know yeah you're right it's uh i don't know i'm morally conflicted on that because like he grew up as the son of pablo escobar he has every right to profit off of it but at the same time like yeah it's pretty horrible like oh there's a lot of moral conflict in that argument right there yeah yeah, and I'm I'm sure he hasn't really done horrible stuff to people. It I it it was just interesting. Yeah. I mean, I guess if I did grow up that way, if I did need to make money and I and no one were to hire me because I was his son. Yeah, no one would. McDonald's I, isn't going to hire you. <laughs> yeah. You're Pablo Escobar's son. Right. <laughs> then yeah, maybe that would be the only way. It's like either you are really poor, or you're really rich because of your father. Well, I'll tell you another thing the show did really well mm. was depicting Escobar's fall from power. Yeah. Like, he had nothing at the end. Yeah. And you were glad he had nothing. And then his money, too. Yeah. Like, being mutilated. Being mutilated, and he's still got that one loyal guy who's coming in, then who kills his sister. I didn't like oh. that scene. I felt like that was strung out for a long time, because, like, what is her role in all this? Why is she I mean, it kills his sister. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Didn't he accidentally shoot her and then took the baby? What what am I not? There's the the guy the, the guy that's still loyal to Escobar when he goes back to the farm with his yes. father and he's kind of running back and forth. Yes, in the city. that was I didn't. That was his sister. I thought that was like a girlfriend of his, not like girlfriend, but a friend who's a girl, and she had her kid. Maybe it was. I thought it was his sister the whole time, but Cause that's thought, also yeah. possible that I missed something. I I think what I thought was that because he he had gotten her into this 
situation. And right. he thought that it, she was just going to be just like a little piece, but then it turned out she was even bigger. So he's trying to help her out, and now it just kind of got went really over his head because he mm-hmm. was he was just like an innocent bystander who just happened to accidentally now fall into this. Because she was responsible for uh... she knew information because she saw Escobar, and she was working with the narcos, and she told them where to go, and that it was an ambush. That was was that where Carrillo was killed? Man, it all blends together. It's so hard to keep it straight. La Kika, because I, I remember Javier Pena was like, she's like, oh, I know where La Kika is. Mm-hmm. And I think they were trying to find, it was one of the, Pablo Escobar's guys. And and he's like, oh, yeah, where's La Kika? And she's like, um, I know exactly where he's going to be at this time. And that, and that will be where Escobar is or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, you're right then. I think that's what, yeah. Was that how they caught Korea? Yeah. 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 Okay. So now I get why he, all right. Unfortunately. And killing her off, I guess if that's the history, that's fine. But if that was manufactured for the show, I have a big problem with that. Because I didn't like the way it went down. He's looking for money, and then he accidentally shoots her and then takes her baby. And I was like, ah, this is a, this is a scene that's pulling me out of this story a little bit. You know, that's now making me think. I wonder, I, I'm surprised I never even looked through that character himself up to mm-hmm. figure out if that did happen cuz I too would would feel like why would you put a scene like this there cuz that's pretty that's like a game of thrones brutal yeah. like wet red wedding you know yeah, style kind of thing it was unnecessary yeah. and accidental deaths are really convenient in tv shows so if it was real if that's really what happened then fine mm-hmm. no you know what if it's really what happened maybe you need to change it for the tv <laughs> show uh and if it was manufactured for the tv show i have an even bigger problem with it but yeah uh other than that it was a, it was a second season was great so what are your hopes for season what do you want to see in season three season three i want to see um well i'm really excited to learn more about the kelly cartel i still don't know as much about it um right but except that they have sold even more than the median cartel like they were in history they, they did so median cartel sold about like 80 something percent of the world's like cocaine usage mm-hmm. and the Cali cartel was 90 something percent they went even higher than that so oh, okay. i just want to know more about now how did they like get this into power and um you know i'm just i'm just curious about that because right now we don't really hear anything about Colombia. So how did it sort of just end and stop? You know, like there was another cartel behind that was that was sneakishly coming behind. And then it did just stop. I remember in the late 90s, there was a lot of talk about Colombia and the drug cartels down there. Mm-hmm. And then it did just kind of end. And I don't know how it ended. Well, that had to be the Cali because so Medellin was early 90s. And then the Cali came right from behind. Mm-hmm. And they would... Like, there were movies like, uh, oh, I want to say Clear and Present Danger, which was Harrison Ford. It was a Tom Clancy book, and I definitely want to say that was a Colombian cartel movie. I'm not sure. But there were a lot in the late 90s. That was a big topic for books and movies. Yeah. And then it did. It just ended. Yeah. And, yeah, I'd like to see how that wrapped up. Okay, great. Uh, well, I think Narcos is worth watching. You mm-hmm. do, too? Yeah, for very sure. much. Uh, you want to play a game? Yeah. All right. We're going to play What the Fuck Did I Just Watch? What the fuck did I just watch? The way this game works, and we've changed it a little bit since last week, I'm going to describe a scenario or the plot of a TV show. Now, this can be any show now. I'm not limiting it to Netflix anymore because I ran out of Netflix-specific instances for this. Uh, It was becoming way too hard to rank these questions. So this week, all of these shows were on the air at one time and have since been canceled. They were all on television. These were not streaming shows. And I'm going to describe this to you, and you're going to tell me what the fuck I just watched. All right? What the fuck did I just watch? Number one, Aggie. Last night, I was watching this show where... In order to aid him in an elaborate escape, a man had an encrypted map tattooed over his entire torso and arms. What the fuck did I just watch? I'm only, I'm only thinking about like The Rock right now. The Rock? In Moana? <laughs> he has a because t- he's got tattoos he's all got over tattoo- him? Yeah, and he's some ballers, but that's all I could think of right now. Who, who has a freaking map on them? It's an encrypted map. What else? <laughs> you don't know it? No. 
This is Prison Break. Yeah, no. He had an encrypted map of the entire prison tattooed, tattooed and clues to, like, different formulas for, like, mm. poisoners. I don't remember. It, it, I really loved Prison Break. And it's, I heard it was it's a great being show. Uh, rebooted a little bit mm. uh, this spring, I guess. Okay. You didn't get the first one. All right. All right. Okay. Aggie. Yeah. Last night... I was watching the show where an FBI agent was impregnated with an alien baby. What the fuck did I just watch? Cowboys and Aliens? <laughs> Cowboys and Aliens <laughs> is a movie. Is a movie. No, know, this was a TV show and it's can't... been canceled. What was the year? That'll give it away. It was on in the 90s. I love that you say it'll give it away. <laughs> I want to say it started in 90. Three? I feel like saying a movie, but it's like... There were movies based on this. Men in Black? No. There were at least two movies based on it. I'm sorry, dude. What if I give you one more clue? We'll try it. Okay. They did an extra season last year. No, dude. The X-Files. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Dude, that my, was the softball one, so you might get zero on this my, quiz. My boyfriend, he would kill me right now. Oh, man. <laughs> Everything you're saying. Okay. Four of these five shows are some of my favorite shows that have ever been on air. Yeah. All right. It's really wonderful. <laughs> Let's try it out. Aggie. Yeah. Number three. Yeah. Last night, I was watching this show where the dead father of a medical doctor followed him through an enchanted jungle. What the fuck did I just watch? What the fuck did you just watch? <laughs> Please. A dead father of... Of a medical doctor followed him through around through an enchanted jungle. Grey's Anatomy. No. <laughs> what, what if I add an enchanted jungle on a mysterious island? Lost. Yes, it was lost. Thank God. Okay, I'll give you Thank that one, even God. though I had to give you an obvious hint. I wouldn't have gotten it, though. Just letting you know. <laughs> okay. Number four. Yeah. Aggie. Yeah. Last night, I was watching this show where the hip hopopotamus and the rhinoceros rapped about having tea with their grandmother. What the fuck did I just watch? Land Before Time? No. And the rhinoceros just said tea. <laughs> they rapped about They rapped about tea. tea. Okay. The hip hopopotamus and the rhinoceros rapped about having tea with their grandmother. Barney. <laughs> Barney and friends? No. This was Fly to the Concords no. on HBO. Have, have you heard of it? I've heard of it. You should watch it. It's fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. I don't, I, I don't know if you're going to get this last one. <laughs> <laughs> you have no faith by not, now. Not a lot, because uh, oh, how old are you? I'm 25. Oh, yeah, you may be way too young for this one. I never got cable, by the way, till I was 14, so this might... This is not. This was not a cable show, I'll give you that All much. Right, this okay. was a regular network television show, <laughs> but I think it ended... No, it definitely ended in the 90s, yeah. so... Okay. Uh, you may be way too young to have even heard of it, maybe. Yeah. Uh, Aggie. Yes. Last night, I was watching this show where Dick Van Dyke's brother and Patrick the Starfish played assistant coaches of a college football team. What the fuck did I just watch? Friday Night Lights? No, not Friday Night Lights. Why would you say Patrick the Starfish? Because it's, it's the guy who does the voice of Patrick okay. the Starfish. Okay. Now, who's the first guy? Dick Van Dyke's brother. Cool. No? No. I feel like I would have gotten something, though. Wait, what, another one? Craig T. Nelson was in it. He was the title character. Can you go further with this? <laughs> um, uh, Craig T. Nelson played the coach of a... High, uh, college football team. Very good. Yeah. It was called Coach. Oh, oh, oh okay. okay. Well, you got one out of five. Yeah. With a really obvious hint. Well, you know, I wouldn't have gotten it. Just you know. Without so, the hint? Yeah. Oh, man. I, I, yeah. I have friends who have, like, the whole Lost season, so. You've never seen Lost? No. 
Not well. I don't know where I went there. I don't know where you went there. <laughs> Not even the first season. Everyone's seen the first season. No. You haven't? No. Oh, I really love Lost. I, yeah. There's too many shows out there. There are. I, like, honestly, every fall when all the new shows come out, I secretly hope most of them will be bad so that I can just dismiss them after an episode or two because there's just too many TV shows. Yeah. I even watch a bunch of shows I don't even like that much just because, like, they're part of the zeitgeist. Like, I feel like I need to watch them to be able to have conversations with people. Mm, I won't name them, but, like, (laughs) a couple of them are on HBO. Yeah, yeah. And they're big epic shows that cost millions of dollars to make. Gee. <laughs> I wonder. I you know. don't know which ones I'm talking about. Like, I don't really like them, but... I heard it was amazing at the beginning, though. And now <laughs> um, something's going on with it. And I, I thank God did not, like, go into it until yeah. I heard further. Yeah. Oh, man. I something, just... something I couldn't believe got canceled, though, was vinyl. Really? I... Oh, man. Look... I'm obsessed with that history too. Like I want, I want to know everything about that history. Mm-hmm. But anyway, my issue with vinyl was I didn't know the first episode was going to be two hours long, and like 75 minutes in, I was like, "Is this going to end?" Yeah. And so I never finished the first episode, and I didn't come back. Wow. Um, I don't, I don't see the need for these two-hour-long intro episodes. I don't see the need. Like you can set things up in an hour, and you should. And these double episode premieres, I don't like them. Just give me an hour. See, I didn't mind Make that. it manageable. No. I got laundry to do. Stop it. Pause it. Get the power. <laughs> <laughs> then do your laundry and uh, come back. Makes me upset. Uh, <laughs> great. Uh, plug yourself. Do you have anything going on that you want to tell people about? Do you have a Twitter you want people to read? Not a Twitter. An Instagram, which is Agato Hair. If you just type in A-G-A-T-A... And then space O apostrophe H A R E, it'll pop up in the the search engine. Yeah, yeah. And then you'll see a Polish last name of mine because some people don't want, know me by O'Hare yet. So, yeah. Is O'Hare the name your? That's, that's like your performer name. That's my performer name. Yeah, because people can't say my last name. Chenyowski. In English, they say Chenyowski. <laughs> Yeah. It so. doesn't even look like that at all. No, it doesn't. But It's I, like the coach, yeah. uh, Mike Shashevsky, which yeah, is not Krzyzewski. even close I to know. how it's supposed to be pronounced. Right? Yeah. People are always saying, I'm like, what? what? No, that's mm-hmm. not right. Um, that's... He's what, the most famous Polish last name in America, probably. Yeah. Uh, anyway, all right, great. So check out Aggie's uh, Instagram. Thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, Appreciate thank it. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks to Steve Combs for the music. Thanks to Curtis Hansen for production support. Thank you for listening. Rate and review us on iTunes if you can. Uh, thanks again. Bye.